Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. The news about these banks collapsing has definitely stirred up some concern amongst a lot of my clients lately. Uh, I mean, the memories of 2008 are still all too fresh in our memory. I mean, it was only about, what, 15 years ago. So many folks now who are in their mid-60s, they were in their their late 40s during that 08 crisis. And look, let's just say no one wants to go through that mess again with their money. Uh, Especially now, if you are in your 60s or your 70s, definitely no one in that age wants to wants to wait several years be, you know, b- between losing a whole bunch of money and the, the pain of going through that and mm-hmm. then having to patiently wait and wait and wait to hopefully recover that money. Um, but I think what's different about this current situation is that um, these the, the three large banks that did collapse, of them, uh, two of them, uh, the, the, the Silvergate and the, the Signature Bank, they were you know closely tied to that crypto market. Okay. Yeah. And really, as crypto kind of declined, you know, so did those banks, and they ultimately failed. Uh, regulatory uh, authorities, they really, you know, stepped in to take over that Silicon Valley bank mm-hmm. uh, and Signature Bank as well. But the the Federal Reserve has created a loan program that really aims to to backstop because there are several other uh, vulnerable banks uh, that are still going through some tough times. So luckily, the, the Federal Reserve stepped in for those. But I think, you know, what it boils down to, and this is even more of a, of a concern for me, is that uh, as interest rates keep climbing, because as these feds, you know, as they continue to just really, uh, you know, continue on this pace of of raising interest rates, less and less people are going to be able to afford the, these loans that the banks are offering. I mean, less and less businesses are going to be able to to afford to, to take on new loans to expand their operations or to buy more inventory. And, and think about all of those floating rate uh, loans out there. There's a lot of these uh, adjustable uh, home equity lines of credit that were you know at a 3% rate. Now they're at a 7% rate. There's a lot of people out there that might not be able to afford those higher payments any longer. So something's just telling me that we're, we're not out of the woods uh, with this banking situation and nowhere near it, Chris. No, not at all. But, you know, not not to be doom and gloom and not to cause people to to panic. Want to want to calm them down a little bit. You don't need to be taking your money all out of the bank and putting it in a coffee can and, and keeping it, you know, <laughs> on the bookshelf or something like that. That's going to be counterintuitive for a number of reasons. <laughs> Namely, the buying power of that money is, is going to diminish. But. Uh, what what can people do to to give them a little bit more reassurance? Yeah, I, I want to offer some suggestions right now, and I just re- I like to remind our listeners that yeah, the FDIC covers that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but it's per depositor and per insured bank, and, and also there's a you know each type of account ownership has its own different separate uh, limit of coverage. Okay, uh, let me explain what I mean by that. So you know there's some folks out there who have you know over. Uh, two million dollars at you know at one particular bank. Let's uh-huh. say you have over two million at Wells Fargo, and you're you're getting a little anxious over what to do, and you start thinking about, oh my gosh, do I have to start driving around all these different banks <laughs> uh, to open up different accounts to get that insurance? But really, um, y- you can divvy that money up within Wells Fargo uh, into a few different accounts and, and expand your coverage. Let me give you some examples. So let's say you have that two million bucks. In, in money markets or savings or high yield, this, that, the other, um, CDs, savings accounts. 
But look, if you're, it, it, you can have 250,000 in an account with just your name. So of the 2 million, maybe put 250 in a single account, just your name. And if you're married, you can have 250,000 just in your spouse's name. Uh, so now half of that, uh, you know, or at least a, a good portion of that 2 million is covered, a mm-hmm. quarter of that 2 million is covered. And then you can set up a third account in joint names. That account will also have a separate $250,000. So now you're at, you're at 750 total. Let's say you have two kids. You can set up what's called a POD account. POD, it stands for payable on death. Uh, it's just like adding an, an, a, like a beneficiary to your account, but it's a separate type of account registration. And you can set it up where that, that fourth account is in just your name and then have one of your kids, let's say your son, as your, your POD on there. Okay. Now they, uh, you know, the POD, by the way, is not a joint account. So people think, wait a minute, is my son going to have Just access to that buy, account? Yeah, they could take the money out and, yeah. and go buy a Porsche. No, <laughs> uh, you have control over that account. Uh, it's not a joint account. It's not uh, an ownership share. Uh, while you're living, they'll just, uh, the money will get passed on to them directly if you were to pass away. And speaking of, that, that's just a fantastic way to bypass probate. Because if you don't have any uh, beneficiaries on those bank accounts, it has to go through the probate system and there's delays and there's costs with that. But if you do have a POD, it's, uh, it's almost like adding a, you know, beneficiary. There's, you know, a lot of t- attorneys might say you need a trust or you need some sophisticated will. No, you just need a POD. It's free, um, for that particular instance. And there's, you know, those costs and delays, the money goes directly to your beneficiary mm-hmm. without having to go through the courts and having everything public and all of that. Uh, and then you can still go on. Remember, you can have a, a fifth account. And let's say you have another uh, account of 250000 And let's say you have a, a daughter. You can add uh, her on as a, a POD. So now you have a, a fifth account. Then don't forget your wife. She can set up another account. Let's say we're up, what are we, up to six, uh, 250000 <laughs> with your first kid. And then your, your wife can set up a seventh account as a POD with your daughter. So you know, separate accounts there. So right there, that's 1750000 that we broke up into a seven different accounts, and all of those accounts could be completely insured by the FDIC. Um, and let me just say that's way easier than racing around and uh, you know driving all over the, the the city to different banks. Because trust me, if you pass away, all of your beneficiaries are going to find it way easier to deal with one bank rather than having to fill out a mountain of paperwork uh, with with one bank and then you know file the death certificate and all of that, and then have to do the same process with various banks who all require different forms. Some of them want you to, your kids to go in in person and others want you to mail in this form, that form, or go online to you know, set up an account and all of that with username and password. Um, it just all different procedures from all different banks. But as I mentioned earlier, there is no probate uh, when, you, when you have a POD designation on your bank accounts. Uh, and that should, uh, you know, there's costs involved with probate, mm-hmm. of course, as it goes through the court systems and all of that. So that should save your, your beneficiaries, maybe around 3% of your assets uh, that the courts would otherwise consume. So look, if you have questions on these types of things, or if you feel like your money might not be protected where it is currently, the, the easiest thing to do at this point would just give my office a call. Uh, I'll, we'll set up a call. Someone on my team will answer the, the phone now. And you'll speak with me uh, directly. We'll set up a time for the upcoming week or two. And I can give you some pointers and some guidance. And the number to reach me is 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. Or you can visit my website, which is retirereadyfg.com. 
And I'd be happy to set up a complimentary consultation with any of our fellow 1210 WPHT listeners that need a hand. So I'm going to reiterate there, you'll be speaking with Jim directly after you make that appointment. Uh, uh, when you when you have that scheduled appointment, it'll be with Jim directly and hopefully give you a little bit more confidence uh, in, in very uncertain times these days about your retirement prospects or, you know, how the money uh, is is allocated in the bank. 610-894-7415. Of course, it is not just the banking crises that's got people concerned. The stock market continues its roller coaster ride and market analyst Larry McDonald told Fox Business he sees a 10 to 30 percent pullback in the next two months. That is Whoa. pretty significant. He says the Fed raising interest rates, it's hurting more ways than one. The bottom line is for every 1% increase in rates, and we've done almost 5% now, every 1% takes $50 billion out of the pockets of middle-class families. Almost 20% of auto loans are 1000 a month. And so the middle-class families are getting hammered here. And, you know, the Fed just raised interest rates again a couple days ago, and, and they don't show any signs of stopping that trend for the next couple of months. So our 401ks, they're going down. Our dollars, they're buying less. What is your answer to somebody, Jim, who says, you know what? I, I don't want to be on this ride anymore. Get me out of the stock market. Yeah, and Chris, the stock market has always, always been a roller coaster. I mean, think back to even several years ago, we had the, the Brexit mess and then North Korea and then the, the tariffs and all of that. And then mm-hmm. the and then COVID. I mean, there's that's just recent um, disasters that have always been looming. But um, this one's different to me. Uh, this one, it's just not a simple up and down, up and down one. Um, in fact, you know, it makes me think about that one in Disney World. I think it's, uh, what's it called? Space Mountain. Oh, yeah. Where there's all those twists and turns mm-hmm. and, you know, your neck is being jolted all over the place. And, it, you know, they just trip you up even more by turning all the lights out. So you're in a roller coaster in complete darkness. It kind of feels like that uh, some of these days. Uh, but when it comes to our money, really, there's very few things more frustrating then every time we log into our account to check our balances or every time we check our mail and crack open a, a statement from an envelope, uh, I can't think of many more things that are more frustrating than gaining money and then losing money that we've gained and then gaining it back a little bit and then losing it again. And and just to make things worse, I think the Fed already announced many times that they're likely going to continue on this journey of raising rates, Chris. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're hell-bent on getting inflation down to... Well, they said 2%. They, they've got it. They're saying 3 to 4 now, so it's a little bit more attainable. But uh, at, at what cost, honestly, is, is the, the big question here. Yeah, we're, we're taking the, the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it just makes me, th- I just visited with a, a woman who had been listening to our show for quite some time. She um, came in to visit me in my Radnor office, um, which is right behind the Radnor Hotel, right on Lancaster Avenue. Um, she was only about 15 minutes away from her home. She lived in Swarthmore. Uh, and somehow we, we got on the topic of the Springfield Mall which I think is uh, something that she she had passed on her drive up. I think she mentioned it. And we started talking about that and how about 30 years ago, the stores in that mall were completely different, like like Wanamaker's and Bamberger's. And she was talking about how, uh, you know, when, when she bought her home back then, those stores that were in the mall, uh, you know, she, she uh, we're talking about how rates were just higher back then. You know, she got a 15 percent mortgage on her home back then, back in the early 80s. And then, of course, we were laughing about the you know, how I sharing a memory with her. You walk into Bamberger's and they say, well, ma'am, would you like to use your, your Bamberger's charge plate? And she would put it in that, uh, which is a credit card, you know, put it into that like waffle iron looking press, you oh, know, yeah. where they smash down your, your yeah. card on the, 
but uh, you know, joking around how things were back then. But look, it was great that you know CDs back then were were paying those really high interest rates. So that was one <laughs> positive thing. And she was wondering, she said, "Hey Jim, are we heading in that direction again with how these interest rates have been spiking?" And you know, who knows if we're going to be heading that high? It doesn't look like that high again. Thank goodness, because that was a mess in other ways. But she brought up a good point afterwards. She said, "Wouldn't it be nice?" Wouldn't it be nice to just be able to put money someplace and just make a good rate of interest and to use that interest to live off of without really needing to to touch your principal and, you know, to not really have to open your account statement month after month and see these minuses and pluses and minuses and pluses with all these ups and downs of the stock market. And the reality is, you know, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, there's just something really satisfying about earning a consistent rate of return with your money. And there's, um, you know, so really by the end of the meeting, I was able to to uh, to look at the different types of investments that she had. And she she was all over the place. She had a bunch of different types of Vanguard mutual funds. And even though she was in her early 60s, uh, she had investments that someone in their 40s would have had. I mean, she was really riding that roller coaster. So okay. I, was, I saw why she felt the way she felt. Because remember, someone in their 40s has really plenty of time uh, to wait in case the market were to keep going down and down and down a bit more. You know, the person in their 40s would have no problem waiting another 10 years for the market to recover. You know, people in their 60s really are going to be using their money in in their earlier years of retirement. um, And they're going to have to wait for the market to recover um, as they're using the money, maybe for a few years. The last thing we want is to be spending the money as it's also depleting in value. That is a kryptonite uh, situation. Superman's kryptonite, that will bring your account balance to its knees um, because that has a double negative impact on your balance as the market's pulling down your values and as you're selling and cashing in your shares at those low values as well. Money has a substantial chance of running out by Mm -hmm. the time you're in your 70s. um, and, And believe me, no one wants to run out of money in their 70s. So if you have the same exact investments that you've had uh, maybe a few years back. And, uh, you know, thinking about where we were back then, we were in a low inflationary period, low interest rates, uh, times have changed. So give my office a call right now. Um, someone from my team will take down your name and your phone number, and they'll set up a date and time for a phone call with me personally. Uh, we can talk about it right over the phone. We can hop on a Zoom meeting, not today, of course, but sometime this upcoming week. Um, or the following week, whatever's good for you. Uh, or we could set up a time for you to come visit me, either in my Marlton, New Jersey office or my Radnor, Pennsylvania office. And uh, I'll have the meeting with you completely complimentary. The number is 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. You can also go to the website, schedule a time as well, retireadyfg.com. Jim's not just talking about, you know, if you still have the investments that you had when you were 40, but maybe even five years ago, you know, three years ago, it's always worth taking a look at second opinion. Uh, and if, if there are things that could be better to to really shore up your retirement prospects, I think it's worth taking that time. So again, 610-894-7415 or online, retireadyfg.com. We were talking about interest rates and some of the benefits, believe it or not, that, that there are their higher CD rates, thanks to these higher interest rates. Annuities are also based on interest rates. So essentially, the higher the rate, and as we just saw, the rates keep going up, the higher the annuity payments will be. Yet there are skeptics. And here is annuity advocate Cheryl Moore with winkintel.com. 
because we have had an interest rate environment that has been steadily rising, I do hear a lot of people objecting to annuities and saying, quote unquote, why would I lock my money up when interest rates are rising? And my response to that is, well, why wouldn't you choose tax deferral and guaranteed lifetime income where you can take advantage of the interest rates right now? Because who knows, maybe they're not going to get better. So I have to ask, Jim, as interest rates are going up, are you seeing people with more interest in, in annuities these days? And I'm glad we're, we're bringing up this, this topic on CD rates and annuity rates on the show today, Chris, because it, it's kind of refreshing, I must say, to see how high both of these types of vehicles have become in terms of their rates uh, recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're still seeing people, don't forget, we're still seeing people risking a massive portion of their entire life savings in the stock market, even in years like this, to try to get what, maybe five or six percent uh, if we're lucky this year. Uh, meanwhile, CD rates and, and many fixed annuity rates, they're already there. They're paying those levels of interest without having to risk your money in the stock market. Um, and like we're, we're, we were just talking about a few minutes ago, like the woman from Swarthmore mm-hmm. uh, who came to visit me back in those John Wanamaker and, and Bamberger days that we were joking around with in the early 80s, where we could just invest some money and then use the interest that we're earning to help pay our bills and uh, get us through retirement, pay for our vacations, gifts for the grandkids, um, help pay for just really everyday living needs without having to touch our principal if we're just spending off that interest, that predictable interest. Well, those days are, you know, maybe they're not back as high as they were in the 1980s, but hey, we're, we're back. Um, those days are, are here where those instruments are paying off nice uh, rates of interest. And there's plenty of other ways where, where people can invest without, um, without having all that stock market risk and still get a decent rate of interest. Uh, I mean, you remember a couple of years ago, Chris, where, where interest rates were less than 1% mm-hmm. at most banks and money markets. I mean, those days, uh, yeah, that kind of made a little bit more sense to take a little bit of a chance maybe in the stock market with, you know, maybe stocks and bonds when you can only get 1% of the banks. But, you know, to me, it doesn't make a whole world of sense to risk everything we have, everything, in order to maybe squeeze out a, a little bit of a, of a gain maybe in the stock market, when at the same time, we can get a decent rate of interest in something much more secure, much more predictable, Chris. Absolutely. The, the inverse of, of what it was back then, you know, it was a great time to get an auto loan or a home loan back then. Now, not so much, you know, not a great time to refinance, but looking at these uh, these income strategies that are tied to the interest rates and, and going back to what you were talking about with the market, it's that gambler's fallacy. Oh, yeah, the market is down right now. But if, if I stay in long enough, you know, my, my ship will come in, my ship will come in. Well, as we said earlier, you know, as, as we get closer and closer to retirement, as we're in retirement, if you're losing money and you're withdrawing money at the same time, that becomes next to impossible to, to dig yourself out of that hole. So looking at something that has more security to it, it really becomes critical, right? I think so. For, for a portion of our money, absolutely. At the end of the day, shouldn't we all just be looking for ways to minimize our risk? while maximizing our return. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. For example, I, I know right now, right at this very moment, there are thousands of people listening to our show who are working with financial advisors who are telling them, don't worry, we're just going to ride everything out and we're going to stay the course. The market's <laughs> been you know up and down before. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for the financial advisor to say that because it's not their money flipping and flopping all over the place. And that same financial advisor is usually collecting some fee revenue uh, maybe it's something like 1% fee from your money. Uh, in many cases, sometimes it's, it's more than that. So not only are you risking everything you have in those types of accounts, but your advisor is also getting paid 
from those fees that are being deducted directly from your account, and it's going right into his or her pocket. You're paying them to lose your money. Essentially. Um, and is, is it worth the risk in a year like this is what my, my point is. And, you know, the end goal is just trying to, what, maybe get a couple of extra percentage points, you know, th- this year. So, and, you know, and I say only a couple of percentage points because I don't think anyone in their right mind thinks that this year, 2023, is going to be a big boom in the stock market where we're going to make huge amounts of money. Uh, so with that being said, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, you know what, maybe it is time for a little bit more predictability with my money. Maybe it's time that I you know, should lock in some of these decent rates while they're available. You might very well be right. And I'd be happy to have that conversation with you. And let me go further and mention one more thing. Uh, if you go to, you know, I don't know, Vanguard or Fidelity's website, and if you, you know, click around and you go to the performance section, and you pull up their balanced funds. These are the funds that have stocks and bonds in them, which are what most, you know, 70-30 or 60-40 portfolios look like. Uh, many of them, if you look at what they've averaged over the past 20 years, many of them have averaged just about 5 or 6% uh, per year. And anyone who's invested over the past 20 years in a row knows what we went through uh, with catastrophic market downturns between the dot-com and the uh, you know, that mess and then the, the 2008 collapse. And I think about the, you know, the folks who can just lock in right now 5% or 6% and not have to worry about market crashes with all of their money, uh, compared to the, the, you know, on the flip side, people who have, you know, just riding it all out with all the, you know, many sleepless nights probably in the mix of just going through all the twists and turns and, and, you know, all of the maneuvering that the stock market has to offer. It's just refreshing to know that we're finally back at these levels of higher interest rates where folks can take some of that market risk off of their plate and still get decent rates of interest to live off of. So give my office a call. I can help you out with these types of um, strategies and get to know your situation a little bit better. Um, and, you know, Maybe taking some of that stock market risk off of your plate makes sense for you at this time. And my number is 610-894-7415. Once again, Schedule a time to speak with Jim. You will speak with Jim directly after you make the appointment. Uh, You know, when when you have that appointment, it's going to be with Jim. And this could go a long way to providing a little bit more uh, financial stability as you enter into retirement. As a fiduciary, Jim is not going to recommend anything that he does not think is going to work in your best interest. So if he thinks an annuity is right for you, he will certainly let you know that. But uh, there may be a situation where you're, you're doing okay, but you don't know until you make that appointment, 610-894-7415 and online retireadyfg.com. Of course, it's not just about the market. It's not just about the banks these days. Taxes, always going to be a factor in retirement. And, and or, or does it have to be? What crazy thing would Americans do to have a tax-free future, Jim? There was a new survey by WalletHub that asked that question. They found that one in 10 would clean prison toilets for three years in exchange for never paying taxes again. That is, that is extreme. 10%, but, you know, that... Now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> all right. Here's the truth of it. We all know taxes and the IRS, they're not going anywhere. It's just a matter of controlling how much we actually give to Uncle Sam. And so that's where a proper tax strategy comes in, right? Yeah, Chris, there's no doubt about it. I mean, taxes play an integral role in our finances throughout our retirement. But what not a lot of people realize is that we do have some control when it comes to our taxes. Different states, for example, Uh, They charge different tax rates on withdrawals from our pensions or other retirement accounts. I mean, some states uh, charge an inheritance tax. 
uh, for any monies that we pass on to our, our sons or daughters or other family members or friends. And then other states have no inheritance tax at all. We have control over where we're living. And let me tell you, Chris, it, it, it's, it's not just uh, because of that sunshine and all the palm trees down there in Florida that people are moving in droves to that state. Uh, a lot of tax uh, uh, benefits there as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the most an- annoying thing about taxes nowadays is that, you know, we turn on the television and we listen to the news and we see how Congress is spending this tax money. And this is money coming directly out of our accounts, directly into their hands. And I, I think this current administration seems to be one of the worst I've ever seen with how they're making these decisions to spend this tax money. So it, it kind of takes some wind out of our sails, knowing that we're, we're getting up at the crack of dawn every day. Uh, the hardworking folks out there, we're going to work, we're making an honest living. And then we have these large chunks of our, you know, these large percentages of our money just going in taxes right back to the government for all these you know, there's different sorts of handouts that are, you know, going for, you know, out, you know, into the hands and pockets of people living right off of the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are looking for these handouts, people have no interest in working and being a productive member of the community like the rest of us. And and don't get me started on the wacky government programs that <laughs> that some of these members in Congress are fighting for. Um, and I'm sure you've heard about some of these wacky ones, Chris, right? Uh, of course. And, you know, it seems like whenever you read about them, they're throwing out billions with a B or trillions like it's nothing, like it's, you know, a nickel or a dime here. But here's the truth of it. That money has to come from somewhere and it comes from people like like you and I. It's it's absolutely coming from us. And, and the good news is that, yeah, like I said earlier, we have some control over how much we can possibly pay the IRS over the course of our retirement. But it takes some planning. You can't snap your fingers or ma- wave a magic wand and then taxes suddenly disappear. No. It takes planning. Uh, and the folks that have saved, let's say, $250,000 or more for their retirement, and especially folks who are between the age of, of 50 and 75, I hope you're listening because I'm speaking directly to you. And what I'm about to tell you over the next couple of minutes is going to be quite powerful for you. Because uh, what I feel at this point is that the IRS does not want anyone to know that you can possibly pay them a large amount less throughout retirement. The IRS is not going to send you a friendly little mailer or a postcard <laughs> teaching you techniques about how you can pay them less. Uh, I mean, do you remember those little those television commercials, Chris, with the egg and the frying pan? You know, oh, this yeah. Is your brain on drugs, those public service announcements. They're never going to have commercials like that on how you can how you can pay them less taxes potentially when you when you um, make your 401k withdrawals throughout retirement or you know, they're never going to leave a flyer on your windshield <laughs> when you go into the supermarket teaching you about these tax-free accounts like Roth IRAs. And and by the way, when I say Roth IRAs on the show, a lot of people calling in say, well, I can only put 7500 in that. It's not going to move the needle much. No, I'm talking about uh, conversions. This is where you can take unlimited amounts, not seven grand, unlimited amounts uh, from an IRA or a 401k. And that could be converted over into Roth. You could do this at any age, at any age, and you could be making any amount of income. Financial planners like myself, we're, we're typically well-versed. There's a lot of uh, these, this tax planning software, uh, these companies that have made it real easy for us to crunch numbers and see what projections look like, uh, to see what sort of Roth strategies or tax minimization strategies could very well end up saving you a lot of money throughout your retirement. Uh, because the, the software program, they're able to run estimates on, you know, on, on how much you could potentially save over the course of your lifetime and a spouse's lifetime, et cetera. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to offer something very special 
for our listeners at this point in the show. And I, I want you to, to grab a pen or, or grab your phone so you can take down this phone number. Uh, because if you're between that age of 50 and 75, and if you've saved at least $250,000 or more in your IRAs, your 401ks, uh, your 403bs, if you have a TSP, if you're working for the government, uh, if you have a profit sharing plan, deferred comp plan, uh, maybe you're one of the union guys out there, you have those supplemental annuities, all of those count. And what I'm going to offer right now is a complimentary, uh, full-blown financial plan that maps out exactly how to, to, to maximize income each month when you're eventually retired, or if you're newly retired, I'll still help uh, those folks as well. And the plan is going to uh, also map out your required minimum distributions and how to get them into your pocket most tax efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, it explores various types of Social Security claiming techniques. What age is the best age? We'll, we'll explore that. And I'm going to personally take a look at your investment strategies to make sure it's all you know, designed to, to handle today's high inflationary cycle. And best of all, the financial plan is going to take a look at which techniques you might be missing that can be really valuable in terms of saving you a lot of money in taxes throughout retirement, things your current advisor might not be sharing with you for one reason or another. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.